Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing Word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Today, part five, I want you to entitle this Vision Warfare. Say that with me. Vision Warfare. See, we've learned so much about vision. And I want you to go to 1 Timothy 6, 12. Read this right here. This is what Paul said to Timothy. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Somebody say, the good fight of faith. So listen here. It doesn't take somebody with a great IQ to understand that faith is a fight. Somebody say amen. Faith is a fight. All right. So fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you are also called. And you have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, I'm going to read to you, and I want you to listen very carefully, because I'm going to read to you today how the Greek says it. Let's read it. The Greek says fight, which means good struggle. Somebody say, it's a good fight. The good, valuable, and beautiful fight of faith. What is faith? We learned this for several weeks now. Faith produces what? Vision. Somebody say, I can see my faith. I can see it. I may not can see it here, right? As as long as you can't see it in the natural, then it's still in faith. Is that right? But I'm seeing something in the Spirit. Amen? So faith is vision, alright? A tug-of-war contest in the soul. That's what the Greek is saying. This type of fight that it's talking about right here means a tug-of-war contest in the soul. Alright? Any obstacle standing in the way of faith sees Zoe life. Alright, so what kind of -of tug-of-war is going on in our soul, the Greek says, any obstacle standing in the way of your faith. So real simple, watch this. How many knows what you're believing God for? Alright? Is there anything in the natural that is, that is saying right now that that's not true? That's your tug of war. Everybody following me now? That's your tug of war. That's the war that's going on right now in your soul. That why, right now, watch this, any part of your soul that's not transformed is questioning by what it's seeing in the natural. Wait a minute, God said this, but look at how bad it's getting, or look at how things are getting worse. So there's a tug of war going on right now. All right, now watch this. So Paul says, seize eternal life. That word in the Greek is zoe. Now when we hear eternal life, all we've been programmed to think is, When we get to heaven, right? When we all get to heaven, right? But that's not what he's talking about. See, that's why you got to study to show yourself approved. Somebody say amen. See, that word zoe life means, watch this, it means it pertains to God's kind of life. How many knows God's kind of life is good? In the present world, the physical world, and the spiritual future, That is to come. So is it talking about heaven and what's to come? Yes. But it's also talking about right now. How many need some Zoe life right now in your life? Amen? 
I'm so thankful for what's waiting on us in heaven, but I need some heaven here now. Can somebody say amen? And that's why Jesus said, You pray, Thy Father, my Father that are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? On the earth as it is in heaven. That's Zoe life. All right, so he says, See Zoe life. Somebody say, Grab a hold of it. All right? So, which you received, and this, he tells you how you receive Zoe life. How do you receive it? When you make a good profession. Alright, but that word profession, pull that back up there, Steve. That word profession in the Greek is not profession, it's confession. We understand that better. So, how many knows, if you've been here long enough, I've taught you a whole lot about confession. About putting the right kind of words in your mouth. So, Paul says, you seize Zoe life, which is what we all want, by the words you are confessing. Now, I'm getting somewhere now. That you confessed in front of what? Many witnesses. How many was saved before you came to the altar or wherever you came and confessed that Jesus Christ was Lord? Not a one of you, huh? How did you get saved? By faith, and faith did what? You confessed. Bless God, I just believe you need to call it like you see it. If that was the case, then every one of you would still be on your way to hell right now. You were on your way to hell. You were bound by whatever the enemy had you bound by. But you made a confession. I denounce Satan. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Uh, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of all my sins. The moment that you made that Good confession, boom. What happened? Zoe life came in. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm trying to lay the foundation so that you can understand this. So, all right, so right away we've already learned so much about vision. All these several weeks now. But we must learn how to apply it. But I want you to know that everything that I've taught you so far about vision, the enlightenment, the fellowship, the complex, the eyes of your heart, all of that, I want you to understand that all of it is a fight. Now that's not meant to discourage you or to make you say, man, no. But you've got to know something, that it's a fight. That in other words, the enemy is not just going to lay down and say, okay, they confessed a few scriptures, it's over now. No. Oh, they made a stand. They decided to praise God. I guess my power's gone off of their life. That's not the case. But it's a fight. But turn to your neighbor and say, it's a good fight. It is a good fight. Now you see, you've got to understand something in here this morning, and I'm going to help you out. Alright? See, you've got to understand that anything that is worth fighting for the enemy's going to go after. The Bible says, now just watch this now, let me, let me enlighten you. The Bible says that the enemy knows that his time is short. 
says that in Revelation. He knows that his time is short. So do you think for one second, now many of you may have come in here and maybe you've been feeling this way for a while now. I just don't know why everything just always keeps getting worse or turns, never turns around or whatever you keep saying. I want you to think about this for a second. The enemy's time is short. So do you think that he's going to waste his time on something that's not valuable? Of course not. He is not going to. Why? Because he's got a limited time. And he's only going after something that is of value. The Bible even states that nobody goes to war without there being spoils to win. Is that right? There's no nation on the earth that just says, you know what, bless God, I just feel like going to war today and spending billions of dollars and and having many of my men killed just for the fun of it. There's no country in the world doing that. But any country that does that, they do it for something that is to be won. I need y'all to hear me in here today because some of you are looking around and wondering why are things not seeming to turn around? Because I've been confessing, I've been doing all these things, and it seems like things are not getting better, but they're getting worse. I need you to understand, could it be, and I'm going to ask you this question today, and I want you to really let it sink in. Could it be that the enemy sees the value and you don't? Oh, Could it be that the enemy's fighting better than you are and he's fighting harder than you are because he's seeing something that you're not seeing? Because let me tell you something. If people do not see the value or the benefit of what they're doing, they're going to quit doing it. They're They're going to stop doing it. But if they can see the value, if they can see the prize that is to be won, they will not quit. So could it be, watch this, you you might be saying the enemy just never lets up, he never quits. Well, could it be that he's seeing something that you're not seeing? I want you to ask yourself this in your mind, am I seeing the value in my circumstances? Am I seeing the value in the vision that God has given me? Because apparently, watch this, apparently the enemy sees it. That's why he's fighting so hard. Come on. That's why it seems like he camps out at your house. Somebody talk to me this morning. Because he sees the value. He sees the spoils that can be obtained if he wins this fight. So that is why he is fighting. But Paul said, come on now, but Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. In other words, he was saying, Timothy, you need to see the value of what you're fighting for. You need to see that God didn't just give you some crummy old vision. He gave you a vision that is more valuable than you could possibly understand. Because somebody say amen in here if you're with me. And you need to see the value so that it will give you motivation and determination to fight for this thing. Somebody say amen. Mm. So watch this. Have you ever thought, why does he fight so hard? Why is he pushing so hard? 
Well, today we're going to learn something. All right, now I need my demonstrators. I need Crockett and I need Stevie to come on up here. I'm going to give you this demonstration. All right, Crockett, you go on that side and you take your end of the rope. And Stevie, you take your side. I know we don't have a lot of room up here. <clears throat> I wanted them up here so that you can see them real good. Now, who wants to be the devil? <clears throat> Okay, so Stevie's going to be Satan. <coughs> and Crockett is going to be all of you. You say, what do you mean? Crockett has a vision from God. Crockett has a word from God. But let's backtrack a second. And let's let Crockett be like most people are in the church. I want you to let go of your rope. Just let go of it. And I want you to come on this side for a second. Now, I put this up here to divide. Now, I want everybody to see this real well. I put this up here to divide to show you on this side is the natural realm. On this side is the spirit realm. So there's a divider. All right? How many knows we're able to operate on both sides? Oh, yeah. You can shout one moment, and if you're not careful, you can cuss somebody out the next. Alright, so watch this. <clears throat> so most Christians, or most people in the church of God, they're on this side. And as long as they're on this side, the enemy just has his way. Whatever he wants to do with them, he can do it. He can mess with their mind. He can mess with their finances, uh, their, their marriage, whatever it is. I mean, he could just have his day. Why? Because his power is in the flesh. A carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. It has no, it's going to butt heads with God every single time. Most people live in the flesh. They live in it. They talk it, they think it, they operate it. That's all they do is in the flesh. Well, hold on. One day, God comes and gives Crockett a vision. I've called you to more than this. I've called you to greater things. This is what I want to do in your life. And as soon as God gives him this word, what happens? God, or inside Crockett, boom, a vision happens. The light comes on. And Crockett looks around. Step right over here and just look around. He's looking around thinking, why am I over here? What am I doing over here? I don't belong over here. I belong over there. So Crockett goes over there and he picks up the rope. And God gives him a word. Let's just say God says, I'm going to heal your body. No, 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 let's not do that. Let's do finances. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bring you to a place of abundance. So Crockett picks up that rope. <clears throat> what Paul said to do, he said seize, right? Seize. So he's seizing that rope, and he starts confessing. I'm blessed, right? I'm blessed. All right, so Satan starts to feel that tug. He goes, hold on, wait a minute now. So, 
So when Satan starts feeling that tug, he's just going to let go of that rope, ain't he? And he's just going to say, well, you know, I can't win this. Oh, that's not what he's going to do? What's he going to do? He's going to fight harder. Oh, but Crockett quoted the Word. Oh, but he's been confessing. He's been reading the Word. He's been uh, applying the Word to his finances. He's been giving, right? God says, if you want more, if you want to be blessed, give, right? So he's been giving. He's been confessing. He's been doing all these things. And then he starts to think, wait a minute. Why am I still having to pull? It seems like nothing's turning around. My finances aren't getting better, but it looks like they're getting worse. And if Crockett starts dwelling on that, guess what's going to happen? He's going to speak it. Start pulling. Crockett's saying, things are just getting worse. Man, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. He just keeps pulling. Now you go with it. Go with it. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Man, this giving stuff doesn't work. And boom. Where's he at? Why? Because, watch this. Now where was the tug of war going on? It was going on in the soul. Right? Because the soul, watch this. Here's what I need you to see. The soul is able to touch both realms. The soul is able to see what God is seeing, but it's also able to see what the flesh is seeing. And if, watch this, if you are consumed by the things of the flesh, that's what you are going to respond to. But if you are consumed by the things of the Spirit, that's what you're going to respond to. Whatever the the devil's doing over here makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. Right? He's doing his job. He says, hey, there's some value here. I want to fight for it so I can get it. I want the spoils of this battle. So he's over here doing his job. Now, does it concern me whatsoever if the enemy's over here doing his job? No. What's my concern supposed to be? Exactly. That I'm doing my job. Alright, so the enemy's going to pull. So the enemy's going to fight. Okay, big deal. I fight a good fight. Somebody say, I fight a good fight. So if Crockett begins to get the Word of God in his mouth again, and he keeps confessing, and he keeps acting on the Word, And he keeps confessing and he keeps thanking God for how blessed he is. And he gets some scriptures in here that says something like Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord has made me rich. And he gets in there, Deuteronomy uh, 8.18, the the Lord has empowered me to obtain wealth. When he starts standing on those scriptures, he begins to transform. Come on. What did we talk about last week? The eyes of his soul begin to be, to be uh, unclouded, right? So watch this. So he begins to pull. No matter The enemy's over here still pulling, but he doesn't care. Because Crockett's done made up his mind, I'm going to win this. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to win this. And then what happens? Uh-oh. Now watch this. You've seen... Excuse me, I don't mean to call you this, but Satan... 
you've seen that Satan, as soon as he got over here, what did he do? He let go. Do you want to know why? Because he's like a... Watch this. When you pull Satan over into the spirit realm, he's like a fish out of water. How many knows what a fish does out of water? It just flops and squirms. It don't know what to do. Why? Because that's not its realm. It can't function there. See, he's spiritually dead. He's been stripped of the anointing. Come on now. He's been stripped of the anointing. He's been stripped of his power. The only power he has is to convince you that something is not working by what you're seeing in the natural. But if you're somebody that lays hold, come on, that lays hold of the promises of God and says, I'm not going to let go. I have this vision and I'm not going to let go until I see this vision. Come on, give the Lord some praise in this house. I'm not going to let go until I see the vision come to pass. I'm telling you, you're going to pull him into the spirit realm and he's going to have to let go somebody give the Lord some praise in this house today he's going to have to let go alright so we fight with the vision somebody say I fight with vision I fight with vision because the word produces what? vision so we're fighting with the Word. Now go to James. Now y'all just stand back there like you were. Give the devil his end. And you got that in y'all. Y'all just stay like you are. Put some tension on that rope now. It's a good fight. Alright, now go to James 4.7. Look at what James says. It says, submit yourself. And I'm going to teach you how to fight with your vision. I'm going to teach you today. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. Somebody say Resist. And he will what? Did that say might? Did that say maybe? Okay, so it said he will. So that's telling me without a shadow of a doubt that it's going to happen. Alright, now watch this right here. What do we submit to? I'm going to show you what the scripture means. What do we submit to? Well, it says we submit to God. Okay, but let's go a little deeper. Who is God? He is the what? The Word made flesh. So when it says we submit to God, it is saying we submit. When we submit to the Word. Somebody say the Word. In other words, when Crockett begins to submit, now the enemy's pulling. Now just jerk a little bit. Now Crockett feels that resistance. He sees it. We're not blind. We see what's happening in the natural. Come on. He sees his bank account. He sees how money is starting to dry up. Okay? But Crockett is starting to submit. Now how does he submit to God? He is not going by what the enemy's doing in the natural. We like to call that, we're not going by what we see. But Crockett is submitting to the Word of God. What does that mean? That means he is focusing and meditating on the Word of God. We learned this a few weeks ago. The word meditate means to mutter it under your breath. I am blessed. Prosperity is mine. I'm able to be a blessing to whoever I want to be. I have no lack and only abundance. See, Crockett begins to mutter these things and he begins to dwell on these things. And what happens? He is putting up a resistance. How? 
by submitting to the Word. So Crockett is saying, what I see, now jerk it a little bit, what I see is not what governs me, it's what the Word says. Somebody say what the Word says. That's what I'm moved by. Now, the word resist. I'm going to show you exactly what the word resist here means. Because I need to demonstrate this part. All right, because this is what you've been learned or been taught. Yeah, been taught in the church. All right, this is what you've been taught. When people say, just resist the enemy. This is what we've been taught. Do something about it like that. Now pull. Oh Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm resisting. I'm just holding on. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's what we've been taught. Now I think some of you may be laughing because you say, that's me right up there. Y'all thought I was going to do the worm. All right, so watch this. That's what we've been taught, that that that's what it means to resist. But I'm going to show you today what resist means. Are you ready? This word resist in the Greek means this, to take a complete stand against. Now go like this. So you see his stance is different than what mine was. He's got that stance of, I'm not being moved. Now, is the enemy still pulling? Yeah. Okay, the enemy's still pulling. But Crockett's done made up his mind, I'm not being moved. So you notice his stance changed, alright? It says to make a complete stand against, refusing to be moved. Bless God, he might even... Have you ever seen a tug-of-war game? He might even wrap it around him like this. Oh, Lord. Now just, watch this, watch this now. Just by his stance and the way he's got that rope, he don't even have to say something to me. I could just tell and see that he's done made up his mind. I'm not losing this tug-of-war. Are y'all hearing me? Alright, so it says to make a complete stand, to refuse to be moved, or to be pushed back. Pushed back where? Over here. Right? Because if Satan pulls you over here, he wins. That's how tug of war works, right? Alright. So refusing to be pushed back. To forcefully declare one's conviction. What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. As he is holding his ground, refusing to be moved, refusing to to go back where he came from. Somebody say, I'm not going back. He is declaring what God said. Declare some scripture. Say, I am blessed. The blessing of the Lord has made me rich. He's forcefully doing this. Now, is it going to work for him? Now go back just a little bit. Is it going to work for him if he's got his stance down and he's got the rope around him, but he's confessing, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. 
Exactly. So you've got to have everything going down, right? All right, so to, to forcefully declare one's conviction where they unswervingly stand. So Crockett is not just declaring what God said, but he's declaring it with the attitude, I am going to get what belongs to me. My God, somebody help me. To keep one's possession without letting go. I'm going to say that one more time. To keep one's possession without letting go. How many people, unwrap yourself real quick. <clears throat> How many people has taught you that when the enemy comes to take whatever he wants to take from you, pull. You just got to let it go. Come on. We've been taught, if he comes and attacks your body, you just got to somehow bear it through. You don't know what you're going to do. If he comes and takes your money, he takes your money. And we'll even quote Job. Hold that back there. We'll even quote Job. You know the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The Lord didn't take away from Job. Satan took it away. That word resist means to hold on to one's possession. How many knows what belongs to you this morning? To hold one's possession without letting go. So even though, start pulling. Even though Satan is pulling. Now why is Satan pulling? Let's recap. Because he sees the value. He sees what God's going to do in Crockett's life. He sees that. And he says, I want it. I want, the, I want that money. Come on. If the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, that means the wicked's got your money. Somebody say amen. So he's pulling. He's fighting. But Crockett over here is refusing. He said, I am not letting go of what is mine. So how... Alright, so watch this. How do we resist the devil? We resist... By refusing to speak anything other than what God said. We act on the Word. Come on. We meditate on the Word. In other words, we're not even considering what's going on in the natural. Because watch this, watch this, watch this. The enemy sees what you see. Somebody say they both see something. Both of them see something. But here's the game the enemy likes to play. Watch this. <clears throat> the enemy's over here pulling... He sees the same vision that Croc has, but here's what he does. I'll try and convince Crockett that his, all his confessing, all his standing on the Word, all of his being faithful is not working by producing... Now how does the enemy pull? Let's, we haven't talked about him a lot now. So, so how does the enemy over here pulling? What's he pulling with? He's pulling with an altered vision. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I'm telling you, 
that he heard the same word that you heard from God. When somebody came up here and said, God said that he's going to bless you. Satan heard that also. He got the vision also. But watch this right here. His fighting is to present to you an altered vision. What is the altered vision of being blessed? Being cursed. How many is looking around at your situations or how your life's been going and look around and you just want to say, man, it seems like I'm cursed. Come on. <clears throat> it seems like I'm cursed. It seems like I'm not prosperous. I'm not blessed. It seems like I'm, I'm getting more broke by the day. And if all Crockett is doing is over here looking at what vision the enemy's presenting to him, he's going to start speaking what he sees. Come on. He's going to start speaking what he sees. And guess what? Whatever you speak, it's going to get down in your heart and you're going to believe it. What I tell you, the heart will produce. It doesn't think about what it's going to produce. It just produces whatever you put in it. And if you say it long enough, your heart's going to believe it. And he's going to begin to believe what the enemy's presenting to him. And he's going to come right over here. Mm-mm-mm. All right, go back to your positions. All right, so I'm going to say this again. How do I really resist the devil? You keep saying what God said, you keep acting on the Word, and you refuse to come off of it. I'm going to say that one more time. Pastor Robbie, how do I really refuse the enemy? This is how. This is how you win the tug of war. Number one, you keep saying what God says. I don't care what it looks like. You, I don't care if it looks like you're about to go under. You talk about how blessed you are. I didn't hear no amen on that. I don't care. You talk about how blessed you are. You keep those scriptures in your mouth. I mean, you keep declaring them. Then you act upon them. If I believe that God has made me rich and He's blessed me and He's empowered me to obtain wealth, then I also have to believe His procedure on how to do that. What did He say? He said, give and it shall be given. So I've got to act on that word. You can't, well, br brother, I, I can't afford to give. You can't afford not to give. So you act on, you know what's making you say that? You're looking his, at his vision. The enemy's just, just painting you a pretty picture over here. You can't afford to do this. You can't afford to give. You can't afford to step out on that word. You need that money. And so, watch this. If he's focused on that, he's not going to act on that word. Alright? Then, here's the last one. You have to refuse. Somebody say refuse. Refuse to come off of it. Say this with me. I will not come off the word. Say it again. I will not come off the word. So that's Crockett saying this. I will not let go of this rope. Because this rope is my vision. This rope is my word that God has given me, and I'm not letting go of it. Now pull hard. 
No matter how hard he pulls, I'm not letting go of it. I am not, I'm not going to let go. I'm going to resist. And that means I will not be moved. Come on. The Bible says that Abraham received the promises of God because he wavered not. Come on. He staggered not at the promises of God. Woo! Come on. You know what Abraham was doing? He had that rope wrapped around it and he leaned back. Don't you think the enemy was presenting to him how dead his body was? How old he was? Well, here's another year. You're just getting older. My God. Is this good this morning? Now, all right, hold on. Here's the million dollar question. Ready? How long? Brother Robbie, how long do I quote these words? Brother Brother Robbie, how long do I keep acting on this by faith? Brother Robbie, how long do I hold on? It's real simple. You ready? Until you win. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Crockett's got the power of God, the strength of God, the anointing of God, all of heaven backing him up. Satan's been stripped of his power. The Bible says that Jesus made an open display of him. He took the spoils of his kingdom. He's got nothing. The Bible says he's been brought to naught. That word naught means zero. How long do you think he's going to be able to last? Now here's the part, watch this. Here's the part where people say, (laughs) you don't know how long I've been going through this. Well, how many times have you let go of it? (laughs) Crockett, how many times have you come, come on over here now. How many times have you come over on this side and let go And then say, well, you know what? I'll start again. I'll start confessing the Word again. I'll start standing on the Word. And then Crockett goes back over here. And then Satan starts pulling again. He starts presenting something else in the natural again. And then Crockett does the same old thing. He comes back over here and lets go of it. How long have you been doing that? Because you see, here's what you've got to learn. You confess until you see it. Y'all hear what I said? How long do I confess till you see it? How long do I act on the Word till you see the fruits of it? How long do I refuse to let go until the enemy's been destroyed and victory is yours? That's how long. And I'm going to tell you right now, turn to your neighbor and say, I can outlast him. I can outlast him. Go back to your positions for me, please. I can outlast him. I have the strength of God in me. Glory to God. Go to 1 Timothy 1.18. Here's the King James Version. It says, This charge I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went on where? Before you. That you might by them, by what? Somebody say prophecies. Which produce what? Vision. Come on. That you might what? War a good warfare. And again, where is this warfare going on? In your soul. 
Alright, go to the other version. Go to the NIV. It says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command and keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by, say that with me, recalling. Bless God, I'm going to put this on a shelf and see what happens. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. The enemy's going to pull it over into his kingdom and said, I just got me some more valuables. What Paul say to do? He said, recall them. How do you recall something that was spoken to you? You repeat it. Thank you, Cheryl. You repeat it. Great day, Cheryl. <clears throat> Glory. Folders in your cup. <clears throat> recall them. Why? So you may fight the battle. What? Somebody say, so that you can win. When's the last time that it's come out of your mouth what God said He's done in your life? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Bless God, I'm just sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. God said, by His stripes you were healed. But I'm sick, but I'm sick. God said, but I said, by, by my stripes you were healed. What did Abraham do? Romans 4 now. We, we learned this a few weeks ago. He called those things that what? Be not as though they were. Why? Because the Greek says it like this. You call what doesn't exist as it exists and it gives it being. <laughs> Woo, glory. All right. Now go to the easy, re- easy to read version. <clears throat> it says, Timothy, you are like a son to me. What I'm telling you to do agrees with the prophecies that were told about you. Lord Jesus, I could preach another message right there. You are to live by the prophecies that, that God has spoken over your life. You don't come in here and receive a word from God and then don't obey it. What did Paul say? He said, the the things that I'm telling you to do are in agreement with the prophecies that were prophesied over you. Mm, There we go. All right. You in the past. I want you to what? Remember those prophecies. Now, why would he need to remember those prophecies? Because Satan over here is presenting a different vision that does not match the prophecies that God told Crockett. Somebody help me this morning. The Satan's over here presenting visions of poverty, visions of lack, visions of you're not going to make it through this month. When Crockett over here's got prophecies that God said, I'm going to bless you. You're not going to go under, but you're going to win. Now what's Crockett got to do? How is he going to pull? He's going to pull by doing what? Remembering those prophecies. Wait just a minute. 
I know the enemy's saying right now that I'm about to go under. I know he's making it look like things are getting worse. But I remind myself of what God said. Somebody help me this morning. I remind myself that God said, I will not fail, but I'm going to receive the victory. I remind myself that God said, I am blessed. No matter what I'm seeing right now. And as he does this, he is making a good warfare. What's a good warfare? When you win. Come on, somebody. So he's pulling the enemy. Yeah, the enemy's pulling, but guess what? You can pull more with the Word of God than he could ever dream of pulling. Put your hands together today and give God some praise in this house. Now, Steve, you got to really act this out, man. you got to, like, flop over here and everything. <laughs> All right, watch this. Vision enlightens. It helps you see. When, when Crockett reminds himself of those prophecies, what's he doing? He's bringing up that vision again. Oh, I see myself blessed. I see myself at a place of abundance. I see myself at a place with no lack. He begins to see himself there. Get back to your position for me, please. Now watch this right here. So vision is enlightening him. It's helping him to see the truth. What's the truth? Brother Robbie, the truth is what I'm seeing in the natural. No, that's not the truth. The Word of God is truth. Come on. The Word of God is what's the real reality. Somebody say, that is what is. This stuff over here that Satan is producing, it's fact. Somebody say fact. Do you know that there is a difference between truth and fact? Facts change. My God. The fact was you was on your way to hell. Come on. The fact was you were lost and you had no way out. But the truth was whom Christ sets free is free indeed. Somebody say amen. And when that truth hit you, you are no longer in that factual state. So truth changes facts. So as long as Crockett holds on to the truth, he's going to change the facts that the enemy is presenting over here. Somebody give the Lord some praise on that right now. Come on. Hallelujah. So watch this. Prophecies, visions, directs and reveals to you the next move to take. The Greek says right here in this scripture, pull that scripture back up. The Greek says, <clears throat> the warfare again is in your soul. So Paul says, when you remind yourself of what God said, when you keep it in your mouth, when you keep reminding yourself, when you focus on the vision that the Word of God is producing, you are going to war a good warfare in your soul. Hey, hey, hey. So what I'm telling you today is you have everything you need to win. Don't you look around at your circumstances and say there's no hope. Don't you look around at the conditions and say there's no way I don't see anything coming good out of this. You have everything that you need to win this tug of war. And I promise you that if you do what I'm telling you today, you're going to win this war. 
no matter how impossible the enemy is presenting it to you, you're going to win. You're going to pull him into the spirit realm. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull Satan into your prophecies. My God. While the enemy's over here, don't you think the enemy won't talk? While the enemy's over here saying, you're wasting your time pulling. Look around. You're wasting your time pulling. You might as well just let go. While the enemy's saying that over here, here's what I want you to do. The next time the enemy comes and is trying to bug you, who you like I said last week, who do you think put that thought in your mind, things are getting worse? Who do you think put that in your mind? It's not going to work. It's this cat over here. Now watch this though. Watch. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull Satan into your prophecies. The next time, start saying something to him. The next time he's running his mouth, Crockett's going to remind him what God said. And by doing that, watch this. You are pulling Satan into your prophecies. Where are your prophecies? Now watch this. Watch this now. Where are your prophecies? Your prophecies are what? Ahead of you. Is that right? Anything ahead of you is what? Spiritual. When you pull Satan into your prophecies, you pull him into the spirit realm. And just as I told you earlier, I'll say it again. He can't survive there. He's choking. You start talking spiritual things with him, he starts choking. He can't handle it. How did, my God, I'll remind you. How did Jesus defeat Satan? He spoke the word. He said, it is written. Every time, watch this, every time Satan presented a natural thing, come back over here for me. Every time Satan presented a natural thing to Jesus, Jesus spoke to him a spiritual thing. He said, my words are spirit, come on, and they are life. Mm. 2 Kings 6.11 Y'all still good this morning? 2 Kings 11, 6-11. Let's read this right here. It says, Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled with this thing. And he called for his servants and said to him, Will you show me not which of us is with Israel? He said, There's a spy in my house. Go to the next verse. And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elijah, the what? The prophet. What we learn about prophets? They see. They see vision. Elijah, the seer that is in Israel, he tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchambers. In other words, he knows things about you that there's no way that he can know other than by the Spirit of God. My God. Go to the next verse. And he said, Go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. And it was told to him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Go to the next verse. And therefore sent he their horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. Next verse. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early. 
Elijah's servant. He gone forth, and behold, there was a host come past the city, both with horses and chariots. You ever feel like the enemy has totally encamped around you? So I want you to see this. The enemy is presenting an altered vision in the natural. The, man, the servant of the man of God looks up and all he sees is trouble. All he sees is hopelessness. All he sees is there's no way out. And what's he do? He speaks it. He says, Master, how shall we do? In other words, he says, how in the world are we going to make it out of this? Do you see what I'm saying now? He seen, he was focused on what the enemy presented to him, and he spoke what he was seeing. My God. Go to the next verse. And Elijah answered, the seer, the visionary, said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Next verse. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, do what? Open his eyes. What does what your eyes do? Brings in the light. What does the light do? Bring understanding. Open your eyes. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw... What, what did he see? Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. So what did he see? He seen a heavenly angelic army encamped about the enemy that was far greater than what the enemy was presenting. Somebody say, glory to God. All right, but let's, re- let's backtrack a little bit. Because we got to learn something today. Here's what I want you to remember. A man or woman of vision has the advantage. We learned this last week. That when the eyes of our heart are enlightened, we have the advantage. Watch this. As long as the servant of God could only see what was going on in the natural. Now watch this. He was what? He was afraid. He was worried. Come on. He doubted that they would make it through. Now why is that? Because that's all he could see. And we just read it, that he all he did was begin to talk about what he what? Seen. Did say, here's what I want to ask you today. And watch this. Did Satan know that the heavenly armies were there? Yes, he did. Now, who's behind these men? The devil's behind them, right? We don't wage war against flesh and blood, but by spirits and principalities, right? So watch this. Did Satan, here's what I want to ask you, did Satan know that the angelic army was there encamped around Elijah? Oh, this is going to help you today. Did he know? Yes. You think Satan can't see angels? You know he can, because he's a spirit just like they are. Now watch this. I told you earlier, Satan can see the vision also. That's why he's fighting. But watch this. Even though Satan, this is going to help everybody, listen to me. Even though Satan seen the angelic army, he presented something in the natural to make sure that the servant of the man of God would not see it. 
Somebody help me in this place. Do you think, <laughs> do you think that Satan doesn't know what God's going to do in your life? Do you think that he doesn't know that if you put this word to work that it will come to pass? Absolutely he does. So how do, what's he do? Does he present what he sees? No. He presents something to make you believe that it's not there. So what was Crockett's word? He's going to be prosperous, right? He's going to be a blessed man. Do you think that Satan doesn't know that whatever God says will come to pass? Come on. Satan knows that. So what's Satan doing? So does Satan see the prosperity that God has laid up for Crockett? Somebody say yes. Alright, so here's what Satan's going to do. I'm going to make it look like that he's broke as I don't know what. I'm going to make it look like that there's no way that he could ever get ahead and come to a place where he is successful and blessed to be able to be a blessing to others. Not because, watch this, not because he doesn't see what God has, has for him, but because he does see it. Is this helping everybody today? What I tell you earlier, could it be that Satan is seeing the value and you're not? See, as long... <laughs> so the only advantage, the only way that Satan's plan can come through is if you believe what he's showing you instead of what God is showing you. That's it. Was the angelic army there? They were there. Were they greater in number than the enemy? Yes. But I'm going to tell you right now, had Elijah the visionary not been there, that servant would have died. You say, why, Pastor? Because he wasn't seeing what God was showing him. He was only focusing on what Satan was showing him. And I just read it to you. He was afraid. He was worried. He didn't see no way out. Oh, somebody say, but when he seen. Hey, hey, hey. When he seen. Everything changed when the servant of Elijah saw. Everything. When he saw the angelic armies encamped about the armies of the enemy, getting ready, poised to just take them out, his whole demeanor changed. He was no longer afraid. Somebody help me today. He was no longer worrying. He was no longer saying, what are we going to do? Do you see how everything changed? All because his vision changed. He stopped seeing about how great the enemy was in the natural and he started seeing how great God was in the spirit realm. And I don't have to tell you the ending of the story, but I will. The army of the enemy did not win that day. Somebody say, Satan's not going to win this fight. 
He's not going to win. He may win it in other people's lives, but he's not going to win it in mine. Because I am not going to let give the Lord some praise. I am not going to let go of this thing. I am going to keep my focus on what God said. I'm going to put his word in my mouth. I'm going to act on the word. And I'm going to refuse to let go. And his hands are going to get tired. And he's going to have to let go of it. Or else I'm going to jerk him into the spirit realm. And he's going to die. Glory to God. Heather, come on up and play the piano if you would. Once the light came on, the vision was made clear. And he heard, watch this, he heard the word. What word did he hear? Let me say it like this. Watch this, watch this. How was the servant's eyes opened? Not only did he pray, but what did he say? He gave him a word. He said, there are more with you than there are against you. Did he see it yet? No. But when he heard that word, faith cometh by hearing. My God, somebody help me. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. When Elijah gave him the words of God. Servant, there are more for you than there is against you. Don't go by what you're seeing in the natural. Boom. The light came on. And victory flooded into him. Come on, somebody. Victory flooded into him. Vision, say this with me. Vision is warfare. If you got a vision, you've got all the weapons you need. Hey, hey, hey. You got all the weapons you need. If you can see it, I've been saying this every week. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can see your son or your daughter saved, you're going to have it. Somebody say amen. If you can see yourself blessed, you're going to have it. If you can see yourself healed, you're going to have it. I don't care how hard he's pulling over here. I don't care what he's presenting to you over here. There's a scripture that I love, and it says, it goes like this. Paul said, let God be true and every man a liar. You know what that means? What God says is truth no matter what's going on around me, no matter what's trying to say it's a lie in the physical. 2 Corinthians 4.18, I'm going to leave you with this. While we look not at the things which are seen, we're not looking at this. I know the enemy's pulling. That's his job, I don't care. The Bible says that persecution comes how? For the word's sake. So in other words, Satan brings persecution because of the value of the word that God gave you. We don't look at these things that are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. So Crockett's over here just dwelling on what God said. Dwelling on the vision that's on the inside of him. For the things that are seen are what? Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Say it one more time. What the enemy's doing over here is just temporary. You keep holding on to what God told you. You, I, Come on, somebody. Give the Lord some prayer. You keep holding on. You refuse to let go. And you refuse to let go what belongs to you. That's what that word resist means. For the things that are over here are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. 
And here's the next part to next week. Your vision is going to go far past you. My God, church, are you ready to see the value? Are you ready to see why the enemy is fighting so hard? Are you ready to see why it seems like he's camped at your address? Because the vision that God has for you, let me tell you something. If God blesses and prospers Crockett, and Crockett's got a heart after God, how many other people is Crockett going to bless? Are y'all seeing this? How many other people is Crockett going to be a blessing to because the Lord has brought forth what he said in his life? That's why the enemy says, I've got to win this. I can't let this happen. Because if I let this happen, not only is Crockett going to get out, but all other kinds of people are going to get out. Somebody give the Lord some praise today. Come on, give the Lord some praise today. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Prophetic Faith, the podcast edition. For partnering information or for prayer requests, you can go to our website at www.accelerantfaith.org or you may email us at accelerantfaith@yahoo.com. And just remember, one word from God can change anything.